Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Read? What's happening? Am I dead? I bet you like zombie books. I like food. Do you have food? You don't need food at dividedbyzerobooks.com. It's full of nutrient-rich science fiction. Ugh, I'm stuck in an ad, aren't I? Once I stop talking, reality will collapse until someone plays this ad again. This isn't the first time we've had this discussion, and it won't be the last. Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Hey, this is Derwin Lester with the Blanket Fortress of Solitude. And with me today is an upstanding gentleman that I had the pleasure of deploying with in 2009. He's a family man. He's, I remember when his little kid was just a baby in diapers and would crawl up and, you know, you know, sleep on the couch next to me. And, and he was one of the truck drivers I rolled out with. He was just a good guy. And the last time I saw this guy was in person was at a funeral, but we'll get to that story. But this is his story. And his name is Elijah Lynch. Hey, Elijah, thanks for being on the show. Hey, how are you? (laughs) So, where are you from, sir? Uh, from Alabama. Where, where you stay there your whole life? Like, like what was? Uh, no, I was born in Texas, and I grew up in uh, <laughs> South Mississippi. So you get Mostly. around, huh? Yeah. And you, how long did you spend in the military? Seven years. Now. You met your wife in the military or before? No, it was way before. We went to high school together. Yeah. I met her when I moved up here in 98, Thanksgiving Day of 98, to be precise. (laughs) So you're coming up on the anniversary, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. So what was high school like for you? Like, Like a small town sort of deal? Yeah, kind of. I think there's five six thousand people in this little city maybe okay i couldn't tell you how many people actually graduated i didn't go to mine (laughs) yeah we had something like 600 kids per class like like there's like 600 people in my graduating class so like they had to like they they didn't have drones back then because this was in 2005 but if nowadays they would just have like a drone zoom out and take the picture um, you had to get on a ladder before. Um, okay, so you met your wife in high mm-hmm. school. How'd that go? What was that about? I don't know. We, <laughs> I met her when we moved up here. She was going out with somebody else. I ended up kind of stealing her away from him. And, you dog. <laughs> and I don't know. We just we've been together ever since. Yeah. And she followed you all around the, the military, huh? She didn't like it, but she did. I mean, none of us did. It's okay. <laughs> Happy Veterans Day, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. You too. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the time of recording is Veterans Day 2021. I'm going for the countercultural approach where you just you stay at home and you cook for yourself. You avoid the free meals and just, just like don't talk to people. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, what I was I was going with too. 
Yeah. I'd love to go and get a free meal, but I'm damn sure not fighting on those crowds. You gotta like be in a line. Like I remember in El- when we were in El Paso, like, and you might've been with me, I'm not sure, but I'm in line at Applebee's and it's a bunch of dudes like waiting for a free blooming onion and a side of fries or something. And I'm like, and now I'm like, you know, I've got fries at the house. <laughs> I also have bourbon at the house. Like, why would I travel somewhere? And it ain't really that much better quality going out to eat. It's basically the same thing. You just pay more for it because somebody else put it in the oven for a few minutes. Yeah. Like, you know, you put fries on the sheet and put it in the oven. You bake it. It's it's good to go. <laughs> um, okay. So when you were in the military, mm-hmm. where did you go to base training at? Like, how how did that go for you? Fort Leonard Wood, Lawson, Missouri. Fort Lawson, the woods, misery. There you go. That makes a lot of sense. How was basic training? Anything crazy cool happened there? Crazy cool? Uh, not really. Not anything besides just what everybody else went through. Quick question. No. Are you wearing overalls or like a Kevlar yeah. vest? Because <laughs> I'm looking no. at you and you've got like a collared shirt and it looks like a Kevlar vest, but I wasn't sure. Collar. Oh. Hang on a second. Well, y'all don't do that. Watch videos. <laughs> Gotta put my foot down. I understand. That's like half your job of being dad, right? You just show up and be like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Very cool. So, hey, Stanton, you were a truck driver for the, like the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I was an eighty-eight Mike. Where were you at before El Paso? Uh, Fort Drum. How was that? Uh, cold. Yeah. It was. It was really cold. I mean. It, I re-enlisted to get out of there because I couldn't do another another two years. Yeah, why is that? It's cold. It's cold. Yeah. They were, they were talking about, we had a mild winter supposedly, and they were talking about like nine, ten foot drifts, and ours were still four or five feet. I stepped in some of those drifts of snow, and it would come up up to my waist almost and you know how tall i am you're not a short guy like like if i hug you which i used to quite often because we were that close uh i like my head would be right about your belly button so (laughs) yeah okay so you get out of a pass then you go to a pass so now were you with me and like the group of deployers like because I wanted yeah. to say you were, but like I reported that episode kind of telling my side of things, but I didn't remember. So, because I remember there were like eight of us. And then there was a cook named Sergeant Chris, who I don't really use last names on the podcast. I was okay. talking to somebody. And, um, wasn't there two cooks or three? Yeah, there is Chris and there is Ricky. And then there was one cook who didn't go out with us. Okay. Because, like, we were in that big room, and they're asking for hands. And then one guy, you know, there are, like, two guys that didn't raise their hand. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. 
And like one guy had just redeployed from Afghanistan six months before. So I'm like, that makes sense. But the other guys have been in for like 12 years and he hasn't gone yet. So I was just excited then. I was, cause I was 23 and I'm like, this is a great idea. You know, and then we get there and I'm like, fuck, it's so hot. Oh God. It was so hot. Damn, third degree burns just by touching a truck. Yeah, yeah, if you didn't wear your leather gloves. So your Iraq experience was a lot different than mine. What was that like? What did you do in Iraq? Because my I fucked around in a clinic the whole time. Uh we went out. We went out, I think, every at least once a week. I can't remember exactly what our schedule was, but I mean we took uh a little bit of small arms, but I was drunk driving those, so it's not like I fought back or anything. Uh, you didn't save Private Ryan, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I just reached over and grabbed another Reese's and kept rolling on. <laughs> you're but, from uh, Alabama. You've been shot at before. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get mortared one time. I, I don't know if you ever went out at all. I went out and, once. That was it. Okay. Do you remember going through a town called Hit? It had a sulfur mine around it. it smelled like absolute. I went to Baghdad and back one time, and that was it. Okay. Well, anyway, we were we were in this little town. It has a little bit of traffic circle. It's just barely big enough to get two cars around at one time. And yeah, he was he was driving. I was TC. And apparently, I fell asleep. And no, you. <laughs> He reached over, just shaking me and shaking me and shaking me. And hang on a second. What? Um, um, can we say things that Yes, at two o'clock. Yay! Again, I gotta put my foot down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you but, play tough, but I could see just how much of a teddy bear you are with those boys. But, uh, anyway, he was shaking me and. I, this was before I found out I had like hypothyroid and all this other shit wrong with me and why I fall asleep like that. But he woke me up and said, dude, we're getting mortared. And I looked over to my left and I seen this big like flash of light off on my left side, on his side of the truck. And then a few seconds later, I see this big flash over here on my right, just like a ball of explosion almost. And this big boom. And we're like, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> you have low thyroid. Yeah, very, very low. That makes a lot of sense because you're always such a like a kind of a quiet guy. You're very measured. You know, you're like you kind of you don't have Eeyore's personality, but you kind of have his speech cadence, right? You're like, hey guys. <laughs> Don't mind me, just trying to find my tail. Exactly. <laughs> so I assume everything was okay when you were being mortared with the truck. Oh yeah, the next thing I knew, we were pulling in the gate. I, I mean, <laughs> we weren't that far from base from the fob, but sure. Still, I, I passed out. Oh man! That was the first time. I, the The reason I stopped being the the reason they stopped me from driving that not too long before that was because uh, I was the driver mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you remember him. Mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time with names. So you probably say people we deployed, but I won't remember. That's why I keep asking. But he was he fell asleep, and we were going over. I forgot what road it was, but it was like speed bumps every 20 feet or so. As soon as the back axle of the trailer got off, you were hitting another one. And this was like, felt like damn 10 miles like that. And we came to a little clear spot where there wasn't quite as many speed bumps, and I sped up and was put my foot on the gas. Apparently, I fell asleep. Oh, shit. And the next thing I knew, I was about a truck length from the flatbed in front of me. I had to slam on my brakes, and when I did, his face went nose and mouth first straight into the the rack for the Blue Force tracker. Oh, shit. (laughs) I never drove after that. The entire time I was in there. You, you know, I always wondered why I didn't like you. And <laughs> it's kind of... <laughs> it's kind of hard to blame. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do anything. <laughs> you fucked up his face, man. <laughs> I think I busted his lip, but I don't think... I don't think it was too bad. If I oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd be like, you're going to be a great TC. Uh, I'm going to talk. I went out once on a milk run just so I could say I did, you know. And, um, but yeah. Okay. So what else happened in Iraq? Like, you got to see a lot of the country, right? Like, you got to kind of travel around and stuff. Oh yeah, I did. I mean, I've seen a lot of the fobs because most of the time when we went out, it was at night. You grow a better beard than I can, so that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's always like patchy, right? Like it's thick on this side, it, not on this it, side. It, it just it takes not caring about your appearance and throwing <laughs> away your razor. <laughs> I. So I work from home, right? And I got bored yesterday. And I, I got tired of my beard, so I shaved it off. And I figured out how to shave a penis into my beard, right? <laughs> Where, like, the head of it was in, like, right on, like, like my mouth and the mustache kind of formed the head of the dick. And it went down the center of my chin. <laughs> I've been working from home for two years, and I'm so fucking bored. <laughs> Anyway, uh, okay, so you got to see a lot of the country. Was there anything like memorable, like like local? Did you did you encounter any locals that weren't shooting at you? No, no. I the only thing I interacted, I stayed on base all, every time. I mean, the only time we got off base, we were in a vehicle and not interacting with anybody. We just get to the next base, next fob. So I didn't get it. I didn't get to do anything extra special or anything. I just drove a truck at nighttime. I mean, we hauled a hauled a bunch of garbage. So I mean, you held garbage. Hauled, yeah. Had uh, one load that was very memorable. Memorable was the rusted out exhaust off of one of our generators we had over there. Those sure. big industrial generators. There was a pallet with just loose scrap metal. I don't even know where it, what it came off of and a box of paper. Okay. 
whole half a pallet with a box of paper on it. Just real, real vital to the war effort, huh? <laughs> yeah. I um, the most I ever interacted with locals was I was working at a dental clinic for a week, and there was a guy because like they would like give free dental care to the local nationals that worked on the base and there was a guy who had this massive abscess in the back of his mouth and i've got like the suction thing while the dentist is poking at it and there's all this like pus and just filth coming out of his mouth and then you know i'm really excited for a shower because i can't get that smell out of my nose right and then uh 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 Jacob picks me up. Remember, Jake, Jacob was driving that big bus, like the bus on base. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he picks me up and then he goes, Hey, Lester, did you see the WWE girls that were here? And they signed up in the motor pool, they're oh, hugging everybody. And I'm like, No, I had my hands in that Iraqi dude's mouth all day. I did not get to do that. <laughs> oh, God. I feel for you. That's. But you know, like I lived La Vida Pogue on the fob, so you know, life was <laughs> life was pretty good. I I I always tell people like I got the I was compared to a lot of my peers, like especially my medic peers, because like I am the luckiest son of a bitch in the world. Um anyway, this isn't about me, but like you see how I can take conversations <laughs> and turn them about how awesome my life is, right? But haven't I always kind of been that way, Lynch? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I enjoy listening to you. What? You always- I said, I enjoy listening to you. Oh, well, that's good. You must be my one listener in Alabama. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sir. So, you have two sons. One of them was wait so did you take mid tour leave at all yeah where'd you go Uh, back here to alabama that's where she was while i was deployed okay and my leave started on the 20 23rd or 24th i forgot how it worked we got back late at night and uh my leave started the next day like i had a free day basically and Whenever I got back, it was the day, the next day, the 24th, my oldest was born. Okay. That's right, because I remember you had your kid and you left early. And what was that like? I, I didn't leave early. Oh, no, you went. I just an R and R. And then I had to come back two weeks later. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I mean, it's. That's fine. Had a there lot of scotch. <laughs> Um, so you were there when, when, uh, your son, your oldest son was born. Yeah. Uh, I missed, I got to see him for his first two weeks. And then after that, I, I missed like the next four months. Cause I think, I think we got back in June. Not sure. Yeah. I was like June of 10. So what was that like kind of when you were like, Oh, I'm a dad now. I don't know. I don't think it hit me until I got back and I actually got to be with him. Yeah. What? Well, when did, how, was, how, how did it hit you? I can't say it was the happiest day of my life because I have two kids, but it was one of the top two. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I, I I had this idea where like, you know, when you're a single guy, you're unmarried, like it barely matters if you die, right? And then when you're married, it kind of matters, but like, she'll be fine, you, you know. My whole job as a husband is like, oh, there's a bump in the night. I have to, I'll be the first one to get murdered so she can run away, you know? <laughs> and, but like, if you got a baby, then like, oh, it actually matters if I die. <laughs> like I could screw up people yeah. for generations after me. So I have to actually like not be an idiot. Um, which, you know, something I'm working on still. <laughs> um, anyway. So there's a story. No, we'll wrap up your military stuff first. Um, I don't really think this out. I just, I'm just excited to talk to you. <laughs> I think we've talked in person for a while. Um, okay, so we get back. And I remember we went to go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show live. Yes. And, and I've still, I've tried to enjoy that thing so many times. And I still can't. Just... It, it 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 gets a little sexy in an odd counterculture way. I get it. I went to another because like I remember we went there and there were like dudes and like sparkly thongs and stuff. And it was kind of we just got back from Iraq. And we're like, oh, because the military is very much based on like conformity and like you're gonna fit this mold and whatever. And then you're walking around like this, and I'm like, I didn't really expect it to be that intense. And then I took a date to one in college here in Indiana one time. And there were like, it was, it had the vibe of a German sex club. Like, <laughs> I've never been to a German sex club. But, you know, like I could imagine, right? Like, and then it, well, cause Mike Pence was the governor of Indiana back then. And so they had an effort. This was during the Rocky Horror screening, right? I just thought we would just scream slut when Janet came on. Or, you know, there was like a whole back and forth cadence of it. Like, like you're running cadence in the army. And someone brought an effigy of Mike Pence and they ripped his head off and took turns, like humping the head, chanting, fuck Mike Pence. And I'm like, this is, this is not what I thought this was going to be at all. <laughs> And uh, I, I don't go to those anymore. <laughs> like, it's kind of the, the version that like, you and I went to back in El Paso. But if you added, like, heroin. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and anyway. So, I got out. Because I think I got off active duty before you and yeah, I think so. We were home for a year, and then I got out. What happened to you after that? I was stuck in 47th Trans until July of 2014. Wow. Yeah. So it was you and Matt, huh? Yeah, yeah. We were the, the last two. I left him finally. Instead <laughs> of the other way around, I think. Yeah, he was he was there for a while, and like I actually hit him up, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to be on the show?" He's like, "I fucking hated the army. I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I don't need to tell yeah. my story. <laughs> the army was terrible." And I'm like, "Got it." Yeah. Yes, that's, that was pretty much. Same. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, I think I just uh, I don't want to get into it. Never mind. That's fine. It it it's whatever you want to talk about. Whatever you choose. Uh, we'll move on. That's fine. So the last time I saw you in person, because a mutual guy we deployed with named John passed away, and mm-hmm. I met you in Gun Barrel City, Texas. <laughs> which, for those listening. It, the name is spelled just like it sounds. Like like you go in there, you can hear the dueling banjos, and, you know. And and it was it was because I got a message saying, "Oh, John died," and so then like my dad was my TC, and so we hopped in my car. My dad's retired, and we just drove right, and then we drove like I don't know eighteen hours like through Oklahoma to get to Texas, and. Do you remember, like, all of his, like, John's cousins and brothers were all, like, they, they were all in the police force in the area, and they all... Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I think everybody in his family that could join, joined the police force. Yeah, they, and they, they all they looked like the police. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so... And, and but yeah, that's I think that's the last time I saw you in person. I just remember like hugging you at my hotel and be like, I'm gonna see you soon. And I haven't seen you in person since we've Skyped a couple of times. That tells you how old yeah. I am. I call it Skype. And so you moved home to Alabama after you got out of the 47 trans. Yeah, well, uh. I moved to Alabama. I actually ended up inheriting some property not too long ago, about four years ago, I think. Three years. So that's why we're back here. Uh, My adopted mom and uh, her, I guess you would say third husband, but it's, they weren't married. It was common law. Sure. Um, but I've got, I ended up getting the three acres. We did move and, uh, moved to Mobile for a while. We live mostly in, in North Alabama though. Okay. What's your, what's your compound like? Like what's, what's going on with that? <laughs> uh, I just envision you having like, like moats and like pear traps and stakes with like, uh, I've got an electric fence running around it. I fucking knew it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's only ankle high though. It's literally for the dogs across the road. <laughs> I just assume you had like claymores, like it was some like like if Kevin McAllister was a redneck from Alabama, and this is what Home Alone, the rat the backwoods edition was like. Unfortunately, I googled it, and that is completely illegal. <laughs> Because you used to have plans for an off-grid solar house, right? You showed me the plans once. Yeah, and I'm working on it. I just got to get the money coming in first. That's, that's not, we're not quite there yet. But, yeah, no, I, I with the, with the stimulus check, I bought... Like, you know, those camping solar panels and the batteries you can charge with it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I bought those with my stimulus check. Because, like, 
I don't know. I kept thinking, what if the, you know, it was like early days pandemic and they're like, we're all going to die. And, you know, they're like, there's going to be 20 million dead people by June of 2020. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, this is the big one. And so I thought, oh, what if the power grid fell? Like, oh, maybe I can like, I was looking for like 72 hour solutions to things. Like, what what if I don't have access to water for three days? You know, what do you do? Yeah, because I'm in the middle of a city. So, you know, ugh. I figured like lots of beans and guns, but that was my plan. Um, so what was, what was March of 2020 like for you guys? What happened March 2020? <laughs> the world shut down. Oh, the whole yeah. good God, Lynch! The whole world, the whole planet, for the first time in all of human history, closed for two weeks. Oh, I completely missed me at that time. I was just going back and forth to work. <laughs> I seen. <laughs> I kind of heard about it because the gas station I go to every now and then started having these signs up that said you have to wear a mask. But other than that, I didn't. I didn't really know. <laughs> we had our six months worth of toilet paper. I mean, we had six whole rolls of toilet paper. There's only four of us. Jesus Christ! You don't need. You don't need ass loads of toilet paper. I, I, I never saw. I, I. Like February 2020, I was I was like I was at work and I'm looking at this video coming out of Japan where the Japanese are hoarding toilet paper and rice and I'm like, oh my god, that's gonna be us in two weeks. And so I I go to Walmart down the road and I'm just putting the 24 packs of toilet paper in my cart and I'm like, oh, I'm the only one doing this. I'm the first. <laughs> you were patient zero. I was, I, I mean, I was raised by a paranoid redneck, so I just assume everything is going to fall apart because why would life be good? That's stupid. Like, in, in a couple weeks after that, like, my wife's a school teacher and she calls me and I'm working from home and then she's like, hey, they're sending kids home with packets. And I'm like, oh, it's going down. So I dip out of work and then I go to the grocery store and it's about 25% pick clean at this point and everyone's got like two big carts full of shit and I'm like yes I'm in the first wave <laughs> and I spent the next six months trying to anticipate what was going to be short and then stocking up on it before it happened <laughs> uh, I guess we live in quite a big city I mean Walmart are one store here one major store here Walmart was pretty big clean, but it wasn't, it was the main things, the toilet paper and the uh, cleaning supplies that stayed out forever. Yeah. But other than that, we didn't get really affected down here. That's awesome. Like, like I still go to the grocery store and I'm like, oh, oh, there's toilet paper. Oh, we're okay still. <laughs> like whatever the toilet paper gets kind of like thin in the aisle, I'm like, I get a little suspicious, Lynch. I'll be honest. With you. <laughs> I look up the news. I'm like, "What's happening?" Um, well, I'm glad that they, I, you guys were probably completely unaffected by everything, huh? Oh no, I ended up catching it. I was December flashing. It was. It was really, really shitty cases of flu. 
Yeah. Like, my body hurts so bad yeah. that I, I don't know how to, how to even describe it. it. It almost went made me want to give up. It hurt so bad just for a second there. Yeah. After about three or four days, it was like the pain was getting to me. Yeah. And then after that, it slowly started going away. And I don't, I don't know, man. It, it wasn't wasn't that horrible, but I, I guess I just got off lucky because the guy I got it from, yeah, he called work. He called work like three days before I found before I started showing symptoms, and said that he had been in contact with somebody that had COVID, and they told him don't worry about it just come on in and he was the one that gave it to me and the only thing that happened to him was he lost his sense of smell son of a bitch meanwhile me and the rest of the damn shop almost was out of work for at least two weeks <laughs> you felt like you got hit by a truck yeah the second shot of the vaccine's kind of like that like First shot of the vaccine was good. Second shot of the vaccine, I just started drinking bourbon as like a preventative medicine procedure. And you wake up at like 2 a.m. and you're like, oh, like it's got to be very similar because like they try to train your body's immune system to like respond like it would to COVID, I think. I'm not an immunologist by any means, but it was similar to what you described. And then like, like I, I, everything hurts so bad and I'm like I can't go to sleep <laughs> then, but it was only like 24 hours for me like the the, the vaccine response like I, I never got oh, yeah. COVID to my knowledge but I also like hid in a basement afraid of the sun so <laughs> yeah that's one of the reasons I didn't go anywhere but back and forth to work you yeah. know but I ended up catching it at the one place I actually went ended up going. That sucks. I um we last summer, like, cause when things were kind of starting like, you know, the cases were dropping and I'm like, oh everything is cool. And then like, you know, all of like the the riots started happening. And then Indianapolis didn't get hit that bad with the riots, but like my dad was a security guard at the time. And he's on the sixth floor of the library and he sees trash cans like lit on fire and people starting to have a good time. And, and he was a kid in the sixties in Detroit (laughs) when the Martin Luther King riots were happening. So he's like, Oh, I've seen this story before. I know how it goes. (laughs) I've done this already. He's old enough to see the cycle repeat. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. He so he was in his like like security guard. He had like a little silver badge, and he's like this like old crusty ex marine guy. So he goes like, oh, I'm just gonna take this silver badge off because police aren't very popular. <laughs> yeah. And, and he just like he just started walking. Right. He didn't know where he was going, but he just like picked a direction. Mom found him like five miles away down the highway or something. <laughs> he's like if I walk away from the fires and the explosions everything will be okay yeah and fuck yeah no like and and after all that happened I'm like I'll just stay home and then like I peek my head out every once in a while I'm like what's going on everyone's like the world's on fire but it's also flooding at the same time (laughs) yeah 
but anyway, no, we um we were really lucky up in Miami with COVID because everybody everybody's fine, right? Like I I had some family members that were like over sixty, morbidly obese, um, had a heart attack and a stroke, and so that's like that that's that that's you know <laughs> that's everything you can want for a COVID patient. And yeah. like, oh, I'm going to avoid you until we're all vaccinated <laughs> <laughs> because that'll fucking kill you. And my wife has a grandmother who's 80 and she's had three shots and I still wear a mask around her because she's always nice to me and sends me $25 on my birthday and I'm not trying to murder her. Yeah. But like yourself, we're both in our mid thirties and you know, so we're still relatively young, so we're part of that age group where like it probably won't. So yeah. we're both pretty much. Mm-hmm. And and again, we can cut this out if you want to, but you got a funny story from when you were a kid where you were kidnapped and taken across state lines. Do you want to talk about it? I said, I don't care. We can talk about it. Okay. All right. So, how old were you when you were kidnapped? Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. Who kidnapped? My grandfather, which was my adopted father. What was going on there? Him and my mother... Which you know, same thing. Yeah. Uh, they got into a fight, and she ended up leaving because, if I'm not mistaken, this was the last one, they, last fight they had, and I couldn't go back in the house because he had grabbed her by the arms and slung her around the living room. Yeah. I, I seem to remember one of them being that bad. I just don't remember which one, but there was glass, furniture turned over. It was. Yeah. Like tornado went off inside the room. Sure. They split up mother or my grandmother's son. So (laughs) in true Alabama fashion, (laughs) I'm my own brother or uncle. Wait, hold on. You cut out and then all I heard was my brother, uncle, sister, mother, something, something, true Alabama fashion. I wasn't okay. trying to paint you as one of the hill folk people, but you're up, you're uh, not helping me. Help me to help you. So my my biological father is my grandmother's son. So my biological grandmother, basically my dad gave me up to his mom. Got it. I don't know why I'm that's so complicated. <laughs> I was like, "Look, man, if you say something like my 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 grandmother is also my mother, biologically speaking, like like in Ghostbusters, no. you cross the streams to trying to kill Zool. I don't. We we're gonna cut that right out. <laughs> no. no, it's just by law. I thought I think it's funny because I'm from Alabama. <laughs> by law, that makes my mom, my grandma, my dad, my brother I think your brother father (laughs) (laughs) but it's not the right way around it's not father brother father brother father brother is the correct term (laughs) yeah alright but anyway anyway, 
I was staying <laughs> with my my real dad and uh, your father, brother. Yeah, yeah, my biological father and the my adopted dad decided that he wanted, you know, he wanted to raise me. So I forgot who it was that was at the house with me and my two half brothers. And I think at the time it was three stepsisters. But <clears throat> he came up to the house and I think it was the thought that my stepsister's mom, whatever was there and he, he told me to go tell her that we were just going to run to the store and get a drink so i told her that and then we stopped at the store one stayed over so, skipped to that town for a pack of cigarettes <laughs> yeah but uh we ended up living all over basically the southeast because we we're always on constant run from the wall sure we live i, I lived in it was just in six months I lived in Alabama, Texas, uh, Arizona, back to Texas, and then back to Mississippi. Yeah, I, I fell in fifth grade because I missed so much school just for moving in that six months. How did how did all that resolve itself? Well, I guess somehow my grandmother. Oh, no, <laughs> the rest of it, too. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he has a cousin, or he had a cousin out in Texas, and we stayed with him for a while, and they got into a little bit of an argument. So his cousin got pissed off at him and called the cops on him, and we came back to his cousin's guest house because the dude was super rich, had, like, two houses in a gated community out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, shit. Dude was loaded. Yeah. But he got pissed off at him, called the cops on him when we came back to his second house where we were staying so we could get a salt shaker. <laughs> That's how the cops found me. For want of a salt shaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a salt. That's funny. Okay. Wow. I yeah. you're, and, you're very well adjusted. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you're like this stable family man with a house and wife and kids, and 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 where are you working now? I quit that job I was at, and uh, because they wasn't doing anything I wanted, sure. they wouldn't give me office, they wouldn't give me a raise, they wouldn't put me on the trucks because I'm a diesel mechanic, so I get hourly, but I also get bonuses at that job, where if I meet the time it takes to do the job I get extra money mm-hmm. on the trailer side I was only getting 2% on the truck side I could get t- 22% so kind of a big that's... jump and that's that's what I went that's what I used my damn GI Bill for I mean whatever was sure. I used the last two years of it to do diesel mechanic and I wanted to work on diesel I didn't want to work on little John Marr tractor or whatever John Deere uses in the track. That's the same engine I was working on. And I just didn't want to do that. So I ended up leaving. I'm listening now, as I'm untying my shoes. <laughs> All right. And now I'm, I'm trying to farm a little bit. Uh, Tell me about the farm. Well, we have, well, mostly it started because she wanted chickens and I didn't want no damn animals. <laughs> 
So we ended up getting chickens. Yeah, that's marriage. A dog, <laughs> the cat, and an outside cat. <laughs> and then she said we didn't have enough chickens, so she started hatching out chickens. But uh, next summer, uh, I've got about 10,000 square feet of the yard, about a, I think about a quarter acre marked off for a garden. Okay. And then it's, it's not going to be nothing huge. Mostly it's just for us and our family, basically. You could probably just about feed yourselves off that, couldn't you? I'm hoping. Yeah. I don't know. I ain't never done it before, so it's a learning experience. And apparently I like doing shit the hard way. I like to take I like to take my face and put it on the stove and then turn the burner up and just leave it there. Then I'm like, oh, the stove's hot. You don't fucking say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I want to put pigs on it so that we have pork. Uh, basically, I want to raise all of our groceries. That's awesome. That's a job by itself. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't that bad yet but like I said I'm just starting out so I've got chickens I'm a chicken rancher you know there's worse worse ways to go Um, I hope to see it in person one day I I, we're just kind of I did something new for me recently who's that oh Victoria Victoria he said, hey. Hey. Where is she working? Yeah. Tractor supply. Oh, okay. Very cool. Um, yeah, no, I did something I don't normally do because, like, in college, I remember having $11. And then six mm-hmm. of them were laundry quarters. And then I had half a box of MREs. And most of a tank of gas. And I'm like, oh, and the rent was paid for two months. And I'm like, this is it. This is all we got. I'm like, oh, this is what this is what broke feels like. And so in my head, I'm always like, you know, in my head, I'm like, you know, you're six months, so you're six months worth of bad decisions away from that. So I never spend money on myself hardly. And I let my cause there's a comedian I like named and I let myself uh I spent money to go see his show here in town. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do a thing mm-hmm. by myself without my wife that she's not interested in at all. And it's just for me. And I'm like, this is, this is nice. We don't have any kids yet. So I'm sure when I have kids, all this, you know, money. Will go. <laughs> I, I always like to wrap up with what's your favorite thing about being a dad? Listen, my kids. I, I can't describe that. Which kid is your favorite? Why is it uh, your oldest? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, sir, I think we'll wrap up there. So I want to thank you for your service to the country. I want to thank you for being a good friend for all these years. I want to thank you for being a good dad and just kind of being like a good guy for those boys. That are and for the Blanket Fortress of Solitude, this is everyone signing off.